Hello and welcome to Drop the Mic Podcast, where we discuss technology, theology, and all things in between. I want to personally thank you for joining us today. Now sit back, relax, share this, engage with the podcast that's already in progress. God bless you. We good. All right, y'all, what's going on? It's your boy, DK Hammonds, and I am here with one of the greatest theologians. That's a stretch. Uh, That's a stretch. Uh, this side of Squinty, this is my best friend, my brother, yeah. confident of mine. This is Julian Hobbs. If yes, I had sir. some hand claps, I would do this number here. In the building. Woo! So um, just to give y'all some context, Julian, how you feeling, brother? I'm good. I'm really, really good right now. I've been... Uh, I probably had not done myself a good service by some of the music I was listening to on the way up here. So I'm trying to contain myself early because I knew I know how you and I get. So yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to be easy, but I uh for BET celebration of gospel, I sent it to 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 our one of our closest friends, our brother Reggie. Yes, sir. Um Tank and Yolanda Adams in the midst of it all for celebration of gospel. And then I went down this Yolanda Adams like YouTube black hole. So I'm about finished before we even get started. I love so I'm going to try to be good. I'm going to try to be good. That's cool. That's cool. So what, what prompted this is, number one, I wanted to do a podcast for the church. And so this is like a test model. And me and my brother were talking yesterday. Yep. And we were talking about some other things that is fraternity related. Shout out to the good brothers of APIA. Yeah. You see it? <laughs> you see it? <laughs> um, we were talking about that. And then we, we got to talking about this subject called submission. Yeah. Uh, and it sent us down this nice rabbit hole that Julian and I normally get on, and we. It's I, so I just, much. Yeah, I, I just said, let's can we stop for a second and <laughs> just, just come back this. and record yeah, we it. We need to chronicle this, and yeah. people need to hear about submission. So, oh my gosh! And while you're here, of course, I want to also talk about fatherhood, okay. and then whatever other subjects might come up. We're gonna go for probably an hour, okay, or less whenever we want to stop. Yeah, but. So Julian, tell us your journey. Oh and, man, and bring us, oh, bring man. us to how submission has played this factor. Okay, that's a lot to yeah, be able to find. Okay, so I want to make sure I'm clear about okay. the journey. Like, where you want me to start? Anywhere you want to start. Uh, okay, man, that's not helpful. <laughs> but, all right, <laughs> which journey do you want to talk man, about? Which, that's what I mean. Which it's journey, a lot which of journeys. Is more important. All right, so talk uh, about the friendship journey. I think people will be, will be interested in that. Versus, how you and I began? Correct. Oh man. So all right. Uh, so DK and I. Uh, we both uh, came to uh, the chapter that we're both a part of in Alpha Phi Alpha. For sure. Uh, at the same time, um, I was getting plugged in about a month or two before he was. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when he got plugged in, uh, we were, I mean, we we're just immediately friends. I mean, it just, at one point, I mean, within a couple of weeks, we were talking every day. For sure. I mean, enough to where both of our wives were like, okay. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> enough is enough. And so, uh, and then we just, it just went up from there, right? We be we became friends, and not long after that, we became brothers, and then we became brothers who were friends. That's right. That's right. And uh, we we've pushed each other with our with education, uh, with our pursuits. Yes. Um, he built his house. And yeah. uh, about a year or two later, I built mine. But that was always in conversation with each other about where we're going to go at both of our houses. On the uh, the sheetrock before yep. they painted our scriptures that we have written in each other's homes. Yes, um, and then we became alphas, mm -hmm. and and then we started seminary. He again, he's older than I am. So uh, are you the second person that mentioned that he's, older saying, he's older than I am? I, so he does things about a year in front of me, and so he started seminary before I did. Yep. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories. Is we made a deal that. Uh, by January of 2019, yeah. that I would apply, just apply to seminary. Absolutely. By January 1st. Um, and on D, we, we made that deal like in the summer. Yeah. And then by December uh, 30th, mm -hmm. I got a text from him that was the calendar notification <laughs> that he had put in his phone. And the text just said, we show is hunger. Show hunger. The deal was him and Reggie that if I hadn't applied, not mm. got accepted or enrolled or, or anything, if I hadn't applied to seminary, mm. 
uh, that I was going to have to buy them dinner. Now, they swear to this day that I said that we was going to Ruth Chris. But Ruth Chris. Nah, but they was going to get that hot salt grass. <laughs> we deserve nice things. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I can't afford nice things. <laughs> so, they was going to get this salt grass special. For sure. And, um, and then I applied, uh, I think... In 24 hours, I applied to Perkins School of Theology yeah. at Southern Methodist University here in Dallas, Texas. Um, and and now I'm a, a recent graduate of Perkins. Um, appreciate that. Yep. And in big part, at my graduation, I'm looking at you know all of these certificates and awards and everything I'm getting. only thing in my head was I'm here because I had two brothers that wouldn't let me sit long enough on my talents to to let the mama go by. That. So that's how we became who we are. I think that's how we became family. Yeah, that's it, a better it, way to it, say it. It's, He's better at making things much simpler and plainer. <laughs> I got a long route. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so how we, we became yeah, family. We became family. <laughs> right on. And so so it's, it's funny how community is forged. Yeah. Um, through situations, whether it be adverse, yeah. whether they be sure non-adverse, enough. It's it's funny how they come about, and so Agreed. what I have learned from Julian, I think, is his ability because we both have adult daughters. Yeah. Uh, and so oh, yes. his ability to college graduate, college. Adult daughters. Let me let you, I got my daughters. They got their paper. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah, be yeah. clear. <laughs> be clear. Uh, but watching you be a father mm. to your daughter. Uh, you want to shout your daughter out right quick? Shout out to the newest multimedia journalist That's for right. Fox Affiliate in Beaumont, Texas. That's right. That's My right. baby girl. Yeah. So, you know, me coming in uh, to that, I think she was just making a transition in her life. Mm -hmm. And to go to where my daughters went to school, which yep. is Abby and Ari, and went to uh, Sam Houston University. Yep. Uh, and all our daughters graduated yeah, uniquely from Sam from Houston Sam, State Sam University. Houston. That's right. Uh, and so watching this guy be a dad, and so he, he another unique piece that brings us together is he has three daughters, mm -hmm. and I have three. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, I do have a son as well, Zion. Uh, but I have three daughters. I got a boy dog. That's, that's, that's I it. got one boy dog. We, we, we stopped. I was like, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's a wrap. <laughs> Ain't no more. Ain't no more. So <laughs> I, I think, I think I, I've, I've watched you like navigate as a dad. Mm. So, so what is it? What, what has been your journey? If you can make it short and succinct <laughs> to like, to this, to this fatherhood thing. So, uh, I'll start with the thing that I know to be the truest thing about having children, let alone yeah. daughters. Yeah. They have taught me far more than I'll ever be able to teach them. Mm. Um, and each one of them has taught me something different. Maybe that's the journey. The journey has been a constant state of education. Mm. Um, my oldest was born when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, and so in that, it was not the, the easiest situation. Mm. Uh, and that circumstance taught me God's profound ability to be good, to be kind in unfavorable situations. Um, so I learned a lot about grace with, with my oldest. And to this day, I mean, it didn't all go, it, all, it didn't all go the, the route that I expected, but I am not mad at the results. Man, come uh, on. Come on. Me and this girl are thick, thick as thieves. And yeah. I was just talking to her last night about the the job, and she just had her, well, her second story that got published, but the first one where it was her voice recording the no news. Doubt. I got to send you that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my middle daughter, Joy, she has cerebral palsy. My oldest is Maya. My middle daughter is Joy. Mm -hmm. She has cerebral palsy. And having a child with unique needs has taught me a great deal about uh, being slower mm. and being compassionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm much more, I think, compassionate than I was without that experience. And there's something about... Um, having to see the world through somebody else's eyes that gives you another perspective on the world. Yeah. And literally because of the way she sits in her wheelchair, she's lower than everyone else. Mm -hmm. So literally I'm having to get to her level to help with some things mm -hmm. and seeing the world through her eyes has made me a different human. It's made me more conscious and aware of those who are, who are least and left out. Um, and then my youngest Jordan is, um, I don't know if it's fair to say out of the three that she's the most like me because all of them are, are like me in different ways. Nah. <laughs> but but Jordan, 
She got a lot of it honest. She and did. she has taught me because of just her silliness and playfulness, she's taught me not to take myself too seriously. No doubt. Because uh, I don't have that option <laughs> with yeah. her. And so all of them have taught me far more than I'll be able to teach them. And then having an incredible wife, my oldest daughter having an incredible mom. Yeah. Um, just in a lot of ways, being surrounded by the all these incredible women have, mm-hmm. has taught me um, the power mm-hmm. of loving, leading, and leading through submission. Which brings us to our next. I was trying topic. to find a way to get us. That was great. That was a great. <laughs> I was trying to oh, find you, a way to get us. Shout there, out bro. to SMU for teaching <laughs> that good, right? good education. That good in education. <laughs> and also shout out to the one woman that we love the most, uh, that Mama Pam. Mama Pam. Salute to you if you watch. Pamela these. Rose, as I affectionately refer yeah, to her correct. as. That's right. The Rose knows. That's, yeah, that is correct. So submission, family, mm-hmm. fatherhood mm. has taught you a level of submission. Yeah. Which I think, as a father, I never considered that mm. until mm-hmm. today about how being a father automatically comes with a level of submission. Uh, yeah, I think so. If you're going to be good at it, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, you could be, you could be a, you could be a father and not be great at that, and it would not remove the reality of you being a father. But if you want to do it well, I think it does require that a, a certain level of submission. And without it, it's str- like submission, I think, is the it's the connective tissue in relationships that yeah. allows relationships to relate. And without mm-hmm. the submission, uh, the math don't math, as and we say. Right? And it, it won't it won't come together like it ought to. And so there are there are ways in which um submission has helped me to be a better father my father died when i was two yeah and so i didn't have a blueprint for that i didn't really have a model for that yeah um at least to my knowledge to my awareness and so um learning that through the the trials and the mistakes Mm -hmm. uh, and the choosing to love has taught me about the, the the power of submission so you 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 define submission and Julian does it so well. We'll see what happens today. It <laughs> he was good it yesterday. We'll yeah, see what yeah. happens he today. He does it really good. He de- you defined it as the connective tissue that that kind of fosters the relationship and guides it through, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think it, to add another layer to that, when it comes to parenting and to life, uh, I would think that submission takes a level of obedience mm-hmm. uh, to one another. Uh, in order to actively submit yeah. to one another. And I'm not talking about this obedience that requires or that is something derogatory. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about obedience rooted in a very healthy, very good place that is not trying to be controlled by outside forces. Yeah. Uh, so I, so, I, so I, I see that on top of that layer. So it kind of brings us like right in, the, in that thing that we were talking about yesterday uh, in I, that. I have a lot of thoughts already. Come on, come on, try, come on. Try, come on. No, 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 no. Don't take me yourself. Just nah, go on a leash. I'm trying to make sure that I get <laughs> us down the path. Yeah, so yeah. here's what I actually believe. Cool, man. We are, everyone is submitted to something. Mm. And uh, that's coming from what you were just saying about obedience. Yeah. All of us are are submitted to something. It is the thing to which we are submitted that will guide and direct and shape yeah. the way we live our lives. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So if the greatest um, power for you is you and you are a law unto yourself, then you will only be as successful as you are brilliant. So if you're not, I mean, you will only reach the heights of your own genius or or stupidity, whatever that mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're great, if you are just submitted to you, then yeah, it's no wonder that things are going wrong, right? So for us, part of what we're talking about, right? This is Ephesians 5. Yes. And that husbands and wives submit yourselves one to another. Yeah. You know, wives submitting to husbands, husbands submitting to Christ and all of that, right? So like yeah. in our submission, and from my perspective, yeah. my relationship with God shapes every other relationship I have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I am submitted, at least I am endeavoring daily mm-hmm. on a minute-by-minute basis mm-hmm. to submit 
to God, to 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 come under and to follow and to be led by uh, the Spirit's leading. And what I mean by that is specifically about my relationship with God shapes all my other relationships. Um, is I'm looking to that relationship to give me direction and kind of marching orders for everything else. Of so course, course. Um, with my wife, mm-hmm. I am thinking about in my relationship with my wife, husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church, church and gave for her, right? So any kind of movement that I have toward my wife isn't about dominance. Mm. It isn't about flexing. Mm-hmm. It is about doing what Jesus did, right? And what Jesus did is he washed feet. Come on. He healed. That's right. He helped. That's right. He taught. That's right. He extended hope. He was patient. Mm-hmm. He drew out the talents and had his disciples walk on water. Yeah. I mean, he he pulled out the very best, even when we gave him our very worst. Come and on. he loved us. And he loved us to death. Yes. And so in my relationship with my wife, I'm thinking, love your wife the way Jesus loved you. Well, that's not a call to dominance Mm -mm. for me, right? And I'm thinking about fathers don't provoke your children. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about there is no greater love than for a man to lay down his life for a friend. I'm thinking pray for those that would persecute you and would willfully, despitefully use you. Pray for your enemies. Love your enemies. And so... The thing to which we are submitted is the thing that will direct our lives. We are, we are all a servant of something. Mm. But the thing we serve is the thing that gives us the orders for how we will live out of all of our next steps. Okay. Now you're messing with me. Yeah, I am a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we had a whole thing about submission yeah, and yeah, power. And pow- and so, so I, I want to I get to that because you, you did mention dominance. Yeah. And some of us have been on the other side of what what I what I would like to call um, the dominance piece, and how that dominance normally is fostered is through manipulation and oh, distortion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That leads to control, right? And that control leads to a certain level. It almost comes across as cultish leads to a certain level of dominance and control over said individual. Now, the mm. other side of that same spectrum, when, <laughs> when we are discussing submission, submission, uh, as, as, the, as the book writer would call, clear as kind. Mm-hmm. Submission is equally both of those things. Yeah. It's not necessarily a distortion or a control or trying to move you to one place to the next. That's not what that is. Right. And so I, I think Many of us, especially myself included, have been on the other side of submission. And so, Julian, the dark, I, side. The dark yeah. side of submission. You, I think you eloquently showed us here's what submission could be. Here, it's, here is its tentacles. Yeah. Here is its potential. Yeah. Here's what you could tap into. But many of us have been on that other side of straight foolishness well yeah when it comes yeah, to yeah, that. yeah yeah like, yeah where you land on so that? i think well like i said i think all of us here's the reality yeah. submission is inevitable yes we are all submitted to something because we didn't we didn't bring ourselves into the world yep. we didn't make the world yep and so as a result we are all submitted to something right we and that that starts with with us as children with parents uh and moves into other things unless you are it doesn't matter if you have, even if you have your own business, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got clients. Yeah. In a certain sense, in order to get what you need to get from them, mm-hmm. there's a level of submission and restraint that comes with that, right? So submission is un- is inevitable. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we can avoid that. It's it's the things that we submit to. And I, similar to what we were talking about before, sure. our problem with the concept of submission, my argument would be, is that we we misunderstand power. That we mm-hmm. misunderstand what power actually is. Okay. Isn't it funny? You mentioned the word control. Yes. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny? Mm-hmm. Those of us of the household of faith. Yes. Or or those of us who just believe that there is a higher power. Yes. We understand something very unique. I think about the concept of power. Right. So we think we the one that has the most power for us. We would we would articulate that as the God of the Bible, God of the Christian Bible. Right. Absolutely. So. God has 
ultimate power. Of course. All power. Uh-huh. He's got all power in his hands. Ah, Shatabahaya. <laughs> He's got all power in his hands, right? And with all power, mm-hmm. he made us free. That's correct. With yeah. all power, he did not choose control. He could have made us robots, automatons, where we just did everything he said. But he gave us the ability to love. And the ability to love is the ability to choose. Can, so can, the one with I, all power stopped us from, from his control sure. over all of us. Keep going. So the positive thought would be, I think of Adam and Eve. Right. <laughs> right. I, I think of Adam and Eve. Right. And we, we at the garden. We chilling. Yeah. God tells my man, you got to work. Get in there and get after it. Adam said, no problem. I can get in there and get after it. God said, you know what, Adam? This work is too great for you. Mm-hmm. You need a suitable helper. Yeah. Right? Adam could have chosen to rebel against the voice and directive of God. Mm-hmm. God was not being dominant to Adam. Yeah. Adam could very well see this help would be great for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this this help is good for me. Mm-hmm. So what does Adam do? And I th- we don't talk about this enough in the, the household of faith and the Big C Church. It's we don't talk about Adam's submission to God. Yeah. So now Adam submits to God. He lays down his whole life. God starts plucking these ribs. Not, yeah. not one rib. He, he got multiple. And made him something suitable. Mm-hmm. Now, insane... <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, all right. So, a, a couple of things. So what sure. you just said, right? So, like, yeah, right. He gives Adam what he gives Adam is authority, mm. Mm. which is always stewardship. Talk, sir. Which means you always having authority. Yeah. Being a steward, mm-hmm. innately you have choices. You do, right? Mm-hmm. So he gave Adam authority, and he gave him work, and Adam. Could have chosen not to work. Yep. But he works, right? He gave him a partner mm-hmm. and he and he chooses to see this as good. Mm-hmm. To your point about maybe about submission, everything goes wrong when Adam breaks the chain of submission. Once he chooses to no longer submit, not only do things fall apart between in Adam's own self, Come on. between Adam and Eve, yep. but waves of destruction, mm. seen and unseen, flow out mm-hmm. and ripple out into all creation, so much so to where we are still beaten back by the waves Come to on. this very day. Mm. Because when submission, right submission, healthy submission, holy submission yes, is broken, it breaks relationships. Yes, sir. And all of creation is an interlocking network mm. of relationships. Uh, what was that? That was Dr. King in his letter from a Birmingham jail. And I think he was right. He said that we are tied in, a, in an inescapable network of mutuality, caught in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Mm-hmm. He says that, and it's preceded by the famous quote that we all know. That's why injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere because everyone is interconnected not just everyone everything all of creation Mm -hmm. so what's happening in the environment what's happening in relationships what's happening between husbands and wives what's happening between folks on youtube even and stuff in the red pill blue pill movement all of this (laughs) is going on right now is an effect of the waves the waves that have come because of the impact of a bite that broke the rib that's it. One bite. One everything bite. broke. Everything broke. And then for, as a result, yeah. we missed this is where we were yesterday. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, this is good. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to bring it down. Let's That's see if right. we can go for a little Get ride. Up, so man. um my belief mm-hmm. is that we misunderstand power. That's in a in a country like ours, in a in a culture such as ours, yep. that is uh wrapped around liberty and freedom in a way that is perhaps maybe even idolatrous mm. that we love we love liberty more than we love the lord because we misunderstand what liberty really ought to be so i won't i won't tarry there okay. but 
But we misunderstand power because of the, the cultural matrix in which we find ourselves. And Certainly. I think the way that we think about power is that it's a thing that we must store up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But true power, where God, like true power, full power, great power, what yes. it does, my belief is that it limits itself and it lends itself. Here's what I mean by that. Before time was time, if I could say it that way, because before seems like the wrong word to use, but if I could use that part in the expression, Go at ahead, a moment man. in time before time was time, uh, God... At the moment when he said, let there be light. Yes. Let me let me use our seminary on, education do that, do that. rather than using the gender specific pronouns. Mm-hmm. At the moment in which God in God's self yep. articulated, said, communicated, let there be light. At that moment, time happened. Yep. Time occurred. And from that moment. For the sake of creation being able to be, for us to be able to exist, God limited God's self to live in time with us. God limited himself so that we could be, right? And then created humanity and gave humanity three gifts, I would argue. That all human creatures are given these three gifts, life, love, and freedom. I say they're gifts because they can be rejected. They can be given back. They can be not used, but they're gifts. Give us life, love, and freedom. And out of that life, love, and freedom, obviously we have we have choice, right? And so uh, we, God, God in God's power lended God's power to us, mm-hmm. gave us the ability to act, to do, to think, to be free moral creatures, yep. right? God gave, made us in God's own image. We reflect God. We have m- mind, will, emotions. Mm-hmm. God made us and l- lended his power after having already be limited himself mm-hmm. for us to exist. And in the strange way, we would think In order for me to have more power, I've got to store it up and stack it up and stock it up. But God lended his power, and in lending his power, grew his power. Mm -hmm. Because in lending his power, his witness, his his reflection, his image moved out into the world. Mm -hmm. And so his power grew Mm -hmm. as it filled us. And so the true way to power is by, if you want to gain power, you got to give it away. The, wor- the best way to lose it is trying to hold on to it. And it wasn't yours. At best, we're renting. We're, renting. we're stewards. We're not owners. Mm-hmm. Except that in Christ, we have been given ownership of this same power. So sure. the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that belongs to us. But it only operates the same way that it worked in Christ, through submission. Mm. So you want to be powerful? Submit. You want to gain power? Give it up. Uh, the gaining of power mm-hmm. comes tr- comes through to the distribution of it. <laughs> See what I'm doing here? All right, you playing? <laughs> so what happens is, and we're talking about that type of environment that sees power as this central figure. Mm. that person or entity does not want to distribute. They want to hoard, mm-hmm. right? Which in, in, in that model kind of controls how submission is experienced mm. and given, mm-hmm. right? So when, we come, when it comes to that level of distribution, one would argue or suggest that Christ, according to Philippians, I believe, come on, come on, emptied himself. Yeah, that's right. Right, so that we may have something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, submitted and himself to submitted the point himself. of death. Yes, that's to right. The point of death. So what is happening with submission is lack of emptying, <laughs> mm-hmm. which prevents distribution, mm-hmm. and distribution. Lead, lack of distribution leads to what? Yeah, that leads to log jams. Okay. You want your you want your power to get jammed up, try to hold on to it because it's meant to move. Uh, 
It's, it's meant to it meant, flow. Yeah, it's alive. It's it meant is, to move. It's it meant is that to go. Breast to breast, yeah. heart to heart thing. So here's, let me go back to my ba- <laughs> let me go back to my Baptist roots here. Please, all right. So uh, I believe that right now the, the the church where I'm serving, we are we are we're going to spend 13 weeks. Please in. talk about the church you serve. Where so I'm a I'm a pastor of the lead pastor for the Saturday night service at First Methodist Mansfield in Mansfield, Texas. Yes. Uh, shout out to Tarrant County. Absolutely. And so um, we are right now in season two. We move from sermon series to sermon seasons. I'll say okay. more about that I another love that. time. We're in season two Sermon of series. Real Christianity. Mm. And what we are doing, these are based upon the 44 standard sermons of John Wesley. The first season was on becoming a Christian. The mm-hmm. second season is on being a Christian. The third season will be on remaining a Christian. Season mm-hmm. two right now, becoming a Christian. We are focused. We'll spend 13 weeks uh, in Matthew chapter 5 through 7. Those of you who are familiar with your Bible know that that's the Sermon on the Mount. So right now we're squarely in the Beatitudes. And one thing that I pull back from this, going back to my very Baptist roots, <laughs> uh, is that if you are going to live a blessed life, yes, then you've got to operate with the paradoxical principles of the Prince of Peace. Here's what I mean uh, by that. <laughs> if you want to gain your life, you got to lose your life. You got to give it up. If you want to be exalted, you got to fall down. If you want to wear a crown, you got to bear a cross. And so if you want to have power, if you want to be first, you got to be willing to be last. If you want to be the greatest, then you got to be a servant. If you want to have power, then you've got to give power away. The best, man, come on now. The best <laughs> leaders that I have served yes. with. Yes. Um, and right now, honestly, I'm serving with one of the very best that I've ever that I've seen I would in have my to life. I got I got a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one of the best that I've experienced. Uh, yeah. And so <laughs> as a result, um, this is a this is a person who has extended platform. Mm-hmm. Rather than protected platform, mm-hmm. this is a person. We were in my office the other day, just talking yesterday, just talking about the mechanics around preaching. Mm. I'm wanting to grow in this regard, uh, and without me asking him, he didn't call me to his office. He came to mine. He didn't sit at my desk. He sat at the chairs in front of my desk. Mm-hmm. He asked me two questions. If I were to do one or two things differently, what would be the biggest win? What is my greatest fear? And he drew me into a conversation, a developmental conversation that I've been wrestling with. No, this wasn't yesterday. This was this was Tuesday. Mm. And I've been wrestling with that since Tuesday. But he, in that regard helped to begin to heal what it was a limitation on me being able to operate in giftedness. Because he's a leader that's interested in in growing power by giving power rather than protecting power. Right? He's not threatened about me in the pulpit. He encouraged me. At our first service that I led for the Saturday night community, um, one of the things he said when we were, because this, this church used to have this Saturday service. It used to have a Saturday service, not this one. This is a different one, mm-hmm. uh, partly because I'm leading it. But before pandemic, there was a Saturday service. Pandemic came, and we hadn't had it since. We went to a conference last year, this time last year, mm-hmm. um, in Tennessee, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, the New Room Conference. And while we were there, um, how he articulated his experience there was that We've been praying about Saturday, when Saturday will come back. And what he said publicly, I didn't ask for this, I didn't even know he was going to say it, was not only at that conference did I hear, now is the time. What he heard was, now is his time. And as a result, he extended opportunity. And the really the greatest compliment he could give was to have you be the number two communicator for our entire church. And this is a church that's actively involved in the Mansfield community. And he's extended rather than protected, but by distributing, mm. he's growing. That's right. 
because nobody's going to advocate for that leadership harder than I am yeah. because I've benefited from it. I know what happens underneath that leadership. Uh, I'm growing. I would say, man, the experience and change of leadership, I, I've had the opportunity to work, partner with mm-hmm. some great leaders. Yes, yeah, yeah um, me too. In, in my lifetime and, and probably to somebody's own life, they would look at mine and say, man, I would love to work with those people, right? Mm-hmm. But at NBC City, shout out to Tim Ross. Uh, that's the person who is a leader. And I've learned from him quite differently than I've learned from other leaders. Mm-hmm. And what I have learned is the act of sum- act, the act of submission through love, mm. right? And so watching it on display and then equally watching how submission is not puffed up prideful. Mm. It is allowing others to then walk in their natural calling without me being like jaded, hating on the other side. I'm going to pause you right there and I want you to pick back up. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Pastor theologian John Stott and his uh, commentary on Ephesians. Of course. Says the submission is love's response to love. When it is, see, this is why you got to be careful where you submit, where you where you Sir. place your submission, Sir. right? Because some places, if we, I would, I would simply define love as seeking the highest good in the other. That's correct. And when you have been loved well, you will love well. Correct. And when you experience love, this is the reason why we submit to God because we love God because God first loved us, and out of that love, he loved us well. and He loved us well. Yes. Well, and I, I would say that I there's that. there's only one way to love. Come on. You can't love badly. Mm. Whatever you're doing, it's not love at that come, point. Come on, man. But love by its nature because it, it, it is patient. It is kind. It does not boast in itself. It does not seek after itself. It doesn't keep score. The only way to love is to do it well. Mm-hmm. And if you're loving badly, you're just not loving. That's all that that is. You might be infatuated. You might be in a situation or a situation, but you ain't loving. <laughs> so if you're going to love, it can only be done well. So, so when you have been loved, and loved well. And loved well. You will love well. And so you can submit. Husbands, if you trying, if you if you wrestling with this and you you not seeing the submission you would like to see in your home, love one well. the fact that you're looking for it is part of the problem. That's Come one. On, Number two, check your love of your wife. Check your love. Mothers and fathers, if you're like these kids, check your love rather than are you seeking the highest good or are you just seeking your own way? Are you interested? Now, I'm not criticizing. Mm-mm. But I'm saying if it's not going to, if, it, if the math ain't math, then something's wrong in the calculation. So you got to fix the variables if you want to fix the outcomes. So if you have this submission as love's response to love. That's right. That's right. If we are seeking the highest good for the other, when we experience someone who is seeking after our highest good, yeah. when we know it, yeah. right? I got no problem submitting because love is a product of trust. Mm-hmm. And when I can trust mm-hmm. you, maybe said differently, the antithesis of love is not hate, it's fear. It's fear. You cannot love what you are afraid of. That's right. And so if I'm constantly afraid for my future with you, whether that's professionally, personally, romantically, if I'm afraid for my future with you, it's gonna be hard to I love cannot you. love you. And if I can't love you, I will not submit. That's right. That's right. If, if I'm afraid of what the end will be, if I'm afraid of the outcome, if I'm afraid what will happen next, if every moment I'm operating in fear, then I cannot operate in love. We know this because perfect love casts out all fear, which means perfect fear casts out all love. Mm. The two cannot coexist in the same place. And so if I'm afraid, I will not love. And if I do not love, I will not submit because submission is love's response Mm. to love. Pick up. And and, and I can't pick up. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe... um, a greater level of service is unlocked in fear. Oh, yeah. So and I saw you are unlocked. That's correct. That's by correct. submission. Oh. 
Hey, man, I'm going to flip this microphone, dog. I'm going to flip this microphone. You know, my experience here at Embassy, I've only been here a year, and I've experienced what I would like to say is a display of love, a display of servant leadership model turned around to be in its proper place, Mm -hmm. where love is put in its proper perspective and people can experience it throughout the community. And so as a leader, I came in kind of like closed off. Mm -hmm. Didn't know what I I was coming from. That's because you were healing. I was healing, correct. I was coming from a situation and not 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 my situation wasn't bad or terrible. Yeah. I was coming from something different and I had to say, wait, 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 wait. I may have some stuff here, some some things here that I didn't deal with prior to. I got some repair. Yeah, and this is confronting me. Yeah. And what confronted me most is or made me revisit the topic of submission. Mm-hmm. Because for years, I was just like, hey, man, I'm cool on that. I'm going to do what you ask, but this radical level of submission, I ain't with none of that. That's just me personally. Yeah, because it's a it's a risk. That's correct. When you're hurting. That's correct. When you, are, when you have been broken by a moment, submission, love, all of it, following all of it is a risk. High risk. Right? High and... Risk. You will not take the risk when you when you are still in need of repair. Because we, you, I mean, we. So we've known each other long <laughs> enough now. We didn't. We we know some of the situations yes, that we've sir. been in and been through. Right. We've talked through yep. a lot of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, before I got to the church that I'm at now, where I was at was the the office that uh, over well that resourced all of the United Methodist churches in the Central Texas area. Mm-hmm. about 290 some odd churches and I was in the communications team and when I got there it had been after I'd been in a difficult place yeah and one and one one empl- with one employer where I'd been released from a job prior to that yeah. and I came to the job for like six months just afraid that I was going to get fired mm. and so I did everything safe yeah. I did everything I didn't I didn't I, I was not me yeah. And not, not, that doesn't mean that I was reckless when I got comfortable. Yeah. But I wasn't able to do or try or go after anything. I just did what was the bare minimum. Mm. I did what I was asked to do. I didn't inquire. I wasn't entrepreneurial. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't building. I was maintaining. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a risk. Because if I go too far, I might lose something. And I, and, and I need this right now. Yeah. And because I need it, and I'm, I've now, I've now related to this in a codependent way. I can't operate with it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But when you, but that's why submission is love's response to love. When you've been loved, and you can experience the love, then you unlock. And there was, I'm, I'm where I'm at now because my boss, shout out Vance Morton. Yep. I was at the time. Uh, the the best supervisor I had had in my entire professional career, right. and uh, Vance gave me the one thing that I needed more than anything else at the time: security. Mm. He helped to heal the insecurity that I had from the losses that I had sustained, mm-hmm. and as a result, I began to crawl back to the person that was who I actually am. Mm. But you, but you can't risk when when you when you when, when you are hurt. in need of repair. Yeah. You can't risk. But risk. without risk, there is no reward. No reward. There, there is none. There is none. For those of y'all who are just watching or just coming through, this is my best friend Julian Hobby. Shout out to the other Hobby and all the other Hobbies. <laughs> I can't celebrate a Trey without celebrating ah. my Trey Terrence Hobby, Luke King. Uh, but shout, you know, but this we're just talking about submission, fatherhood. And how we repair now, mm-hmm. how we move forward um, mm. to the place where we can equally operate in the space of submission without being controlled so that, as you mentioned, we can be unlocked. So explain to us mm-hmm. what it feels like to be submitted and unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, sir. Uh, before I say that, okay. let me go back to one thing you said because we did we keyed on keyed in on this. Yes, about the relationship of submission and fatherhood. Yeah, man. And we hadn't really talked a lot about fatherhood. Let me okay. just say this. Okay. Uh, as fathers, mm-hmm. you know we we don't in our minds control DNA, but our DNA is what 
with God's DNA, sure. right? So it's our chromosome that creates, mm-hmm. you know, like the 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 sex of the baby that's coming, right? Correct. Um, which which is to say that as as men, as husbands, as fathers, yep, we are by nature passers. We pass along things. Yes. Sometimes it's our last name, but with that is an entire, we pass along identity. Mm-hmm. We pass along sense of self. Mm-hmm. We give that to our children. Yeah. Now, without submission as fathers, we just pass along brokenness to our children. Mm-hmm. That's why submission is important, because in, in, in the community of salvation, in the economy of salvation, your salvation is never just about you. It is always experienced in community. Yes. And it is for community, right? Yes. Text scripture tells us that you are saved for good works, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, when we when we came in a relationship with Christ, we would just we'd get Enoch. Yeah, we'd just on. go up. Go up. That we are that we remain is because we are called now to join in Christ's mission of reconciliation, restoration to the world. Mm-hmm. And so as non-submitted husbands, fathers, men, we are we have the capacity to pass along what we have. And if what you have is just brokenness, that's what you're gonna give your kids. Yes. Submission isn't just about yourself. Correct. It's about all of the selves that come behind you. And even the ones that don't got your last name, mm-hmm. the ones who are who are being raised or shaped or developed by you, you are passing something mm-hmm. along. So submission is critical. So to your question about submission and unlocked, what's it like to be? <sighs> I think uh, Parker Palmer is one mm, of our favorites. Yes, sir. Uh, in, his, in his book, Let Your Life Speak. Yes, please. He talks about, he describes the soul as like he 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 has an allegory for it of it as like a wild animal. Mm. It's able to survive in harsh environments with limited um, care. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it like it's tough, but it's also gentle. Yep. It's strong and powerful, but it's also shy yep. and bashful. Yep. And the way to see the soul is not to go screaming in the woods yelling screaming show me yourself yep if you want to see the soul experience the soul then you've got to get still get quiet breathe with the earth a bit and when you do then the soul will emerge and when you are face to face with something so primal so powerful you cannot help but be transformed by it yeah. people who have gone on african safaris and been close to a lion and you're close to that much power yes it changes you right and so there's a certain sense in which your soul you know like your your desire screams to you but your soul whispers mm. and your soul is trying to tell you something your soul is the thing that's what's connected to god your your, your, your flesh got some challenges Absolutely. but your soul is connected to god and it is trying especially when you're in the household of faith and god's spirit inhabits us it's trying to it's trying to speak to you but it won't come above a whisper it's not going to scream at you you got to be quiet you got to learn how to listen how to rock with the waves how not to swim against the current you've got to jump into the stream that is already an ongoing process happening between the spirit and the soul and all of that's going on and when you submit to the waves your life will tell you who you actually are not who you've just been trying to be and if you go with the current some of you right now are trying to figure out why is life so hard? And it's just because you're swimming against the current. You need to rock with the waves. I mean, if you've ever, I'm from Houston, born and bred, from H-Town down, 77489 for the nose and no, Mo City. That's his city and your city, but ain't no city like Mo City. That's right, 281-832-713 for the realest. Anyway, I'm sorry, sorry, y'all. I had a moment, I had a moment, my bad. 
Almost when my Astros had today, I felt like it would be it didn't match and it was gonna be out of line. That's fine. Anyway, so uh, I don't even know where I was going with this. Now I went down this H Town path. But anyway, I'm from Houston, born and bred, which means that I spent some time in Galveston, right? I, I went to Galveston, right? And I remember the first time, kind of like getting in the beach water, right? And the first time a wave pushed me back was like, oh. You know, like everything got lost, mm-hmm. right? It didn't just push me. Like I lost my footing. I lost like control of myself. The reality is, is that the, the the wave was always stronger than me, and it is so strong that it has the power to erode things that sit in it long enough. You know, water is stronger than rock. That's right. Right. Uh, if you sit long enough, submission is just inevitable, right? Sorry. But you're having a hard time because you are just trying to stand against the current. Mm. But the the first time I swam with the current, I went faster than I ever swam before. And if you want the game to speed up, you want some things to come together, you want to get unlocked, settle, get quiet, Breathe with the earth a bit and let the soul emerge. This soul that has been surviving by just the food and the bread and the water of the spirit for as long as it has been surviving, let it talk to you, let it whisper to you, and then submit, mm-hmm. right? This, this, I, I had this conversation about prayer, yep. and then I'm going I'm to move us on. But <laughs> And uh, my sense is that prayer... For most people, the way we think of it is like a faucet. Like it's a thing we turn on, something comes out, and then we turn it off. But I would encourage you to think of prayer as a stream. That it is an ongoing, it's the reason why like like the spirit interprets our very groanings, right? There's an ongoing dialogue that's going on between us and God, even even when we are not aware of it. There's a stream that is happening. And when you when you pray, which is an act of submission, mm-hmm. then you fall into a current. Yeah. And if you want your prayers to to appear like they are answered, swim with the current. And when that happens, then the you that you actually are, the freedom that belongs to you, the life, the love, the freedom, all of it that belongs to you, it will unlock. Mm-hmm. And when it unlocks, you will, I will, I would happily greet you and say, welcome to you for the first time. Welcome to the you that you actually are, not the you that you just tried to be. That's my, I, I would that's say, my two cents. I, I would add, sometimes when you're swimming in the ocean, mm-hmm. depending on what part of the country you're in, mm-hmm. we'll use Cabo. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You Cabo. like Cabo. I love Cabo. Yeah, yeah. And Cabo... There's a certain part of Cabo mm-hmm. that while you're looking at the beauty of God's splendor, mm. you cannot experience the ocean. You can't experience you can't experience the flow, or you cannot enter mm-hmm. the ocean. Yeah. While thing you can hear it, you can listen to it, you can ride on it, but you can't enter it. And so I'm a person that when I whenever I go to a beach, I always want to stick my feet in the water. Yeah, you do. It's, it's, yeah, you know that's what I do. Y'all follow me on Instagram. You'll see the you, pictures. You see all the pictures. <laughs> but this time I couldn't, and the reason is because of the undercurrent mm. that's in Cabo, and how Cabo was built. It is built under. It's built under a rock, and so this wave is coming in that's big enough to hold ocean liners. Yeah, uh, fleet liners that come through, and if you're not careful the very thing that you're trying to experience its saltiness mm. it's 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 heaviness it it's 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 ability to help you flow it will drown you yeah right and because i submitted myself to instruction i didn't experience that what i experienced was the pitter patter of the water mm-hmm Hitting my feet, yeah, 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 letting yeah. me know that this is as far as I can go. And, and here's what happens mm. when you don't unlock: it limits your ability to go far. Mm. It limits your ability to go far. And so we have to, in the body of Christ, Big C Come Church, on. Little C Church, have to find a place where we are comfortable, where we understand mm-hmm. what submission is. Because what I would dare to suggest is some of our bondage is not bondage of the devil. 
Mm. Yeah. It is abundance of lack of submission. I would say that the bondage oftentimes we experience, this might be controversial, so let's <laughs> let be careful. He can't do it. I will. No, no, no. I know. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> he going to figure it out. Though. <laughs> we decry for freedom. Yeah. But oftentimes we really just love slavery. We we want the milk and honey of the promised land. We do. Yep. But we are impatient, unsubmitted My in God. the wandering, so we would just rather go back to Eden. Because the manor is good. Yeah, well we <laughs> we had leeks and onions there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, what yeah. I see in the wandering ain't what I saw in the hope of the promised land. Yeah. But I don't want it. and because I'm too afraid to go through the wandering. Mm-hmm. I would rather turn around and go back. So we we want to be free, but we love our chains. Can you imagine being free? Freedom is hard. Freedom is hard and hard to maintain. Mm-hmm. But being free as a believer and still experiencing the trauma from the shackles. <laughs> On a day to day basis. Well, and part is, of, now is, here, I don't let's, let's, let's go a little bit further, go right? Further. We continue to experience the trauma of the shackles. Sure. Because we keep putting on the shackles. The wounds from the shackles never heal because we just keep putting on the shackles, right? We just keep putting them, we, we run back to them because we love our prisons. We're chasing after the shackles. Because we we've got more, we've got more praise for the prison than we do for the savior. Sir. So Come we on. will run back to those shackles, right? Because there's just comfort. Somebody somebody fed me rather than me having to go feed myself. Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is, is because I trust this more than I trust that. So I will gripe and complain in the wandering and in the waiting. To your point. Part of what I heard you say about Cabo is that the tide talks. Tide talks, yeah. The tide is talking to you, telling you when it's time. But because you don't want to wait in the wandering, you Sir. would just rather run back to Egypt. Sir. But there's nothing for you there. Nothing. Nothing but there for you except bondage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we call that the land of promise because it's a promise for the one who is able to keep promises. He said over there would be milk and honey. It's leeks and onions over here, but those leeks and onions that come with a cost. And so, right. yeah, if we want to get, if we actually want to get free from the shackles, we gotta, we gotta put put them down and walk away from the prison. The prisons are familiar, but they're not. They should not be our future. No. And we close with this. Submission isn't a terrible thing. No. I would say submission brings you closer to the person you're chasing after, if you consider chasing, or the person you're trying to get next to, or the person that you need closeness with. Yeah, That's what submission has done. And what I have learned is submission, to your point, is not uh, an act of defiance. Mm-hmm. It is an act of redistribution of power as a conduit from a husband to a pastor to a thought leader to a theologian my job is to take the very things that make me powerful and make other people as powerful as me. Mm. And that then helps me unlock people, unlock community, unlock the world to experience a savior that will take me home. And I would say in closing is that, um, you know, we live in a time and a culture where everybody is focused on like chasing the bag, like getting the bag. But that's because we equate the bag with life. Mm-hmm. We think if I get the bag, you know, like everybody's got, you know, a mom or an aunt or an uncle or a cousin that was just, if I just, if I, that, that gamed out what would happen if they won the lottery, right? Because if I just get this, it will equal this, right? But that, that urban street philosopher told us that when you got more money, you got more problems. Oh, now, man. I ain't saying there's anything wrong with wealth. There's I'm nothing not wrong with all. wealth. But, <laughs> well, but money is not life. 
If you want to truly live, submit. That's all we got, y'all. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. My hope is that the podcast added value to your life. Please, please, please subscribe from your favorite application. Leave us a review and even follow us on YouTube for your up-to-date information. Thank you. Peace.